He's the star of Discovery Channel's Property Wars. He's been personally involved in over 15,000 real estate transactions. Now he's here to help you win the property war. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or flipping, he's got the answer. It's the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. Here we go. It's another edition of the Doug Hopkins Show. Saturday afternoon, right here on KTAR. It's being brought to you by Realty Executives, where the experts are. Also by Signature Title, the expert's choice for title services. And by Homebridge Financial, making the dream of home ownership a reality. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the man with his name on the show. Please give a big warm welcome to the one and only Mr. Doug Hopkins. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's Sup, happening? Doug. What's up, Doug? Uh, so good to be here. It's actually a little cool today. A little, it's been a little cooler the last couple of days. Finally, the nice. monsoon has uh, kicked up here in, in Arizona. We've been waiting on it for so long. Yeah, yeah. So it's been nice. So got it's baseball. not 115 anymore. Yeah, we got baseball back in action. Oh, give me a break. Oh, come on, Come on, baby. it's for real. Yes. Cardboard cutouts. Are you serious? It Cardboard cutouts is a mistake, audience. After months They're of without playing, sports, man. I am happy. Oh, I don't know. I don't uh, know about it, that. Listen, yeah, months without sports, I'm happy we're playing. You know, basketball's b- back in. And and baseball, it's it's awesome, man. Awesome. I'm, I'm really. So, it's some sort of reality. I feel like it's a summer league. Well, it no, but I mean, matter. they got to do something, right? I mean, yeah, it'd be nice if there's fans, but we can't do that right now. At least they're out there playing, and they're not spitting anymore. That's kind of nice. <laughs> what is that? They're not allowed. The baseball spit. players can't spit. They no can't more. even have seeds, bro. Yeah, they can't have seeds because you know you're spitting you're spitting <sighs> seeds out. Do so. they wear masks at the games? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, oh, I was watching goodness. the other night. There, the coaches were mer- wearing masks and whatnot. So. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I understand the need to wear masks, um, but it's just, you know, I mean, why not put them in a bubble? I, I, I feel sorry for Toronto. I don't, I don't know. You know, I haven't followed up in the last day or so, but I don't think they have a home right now because so uh, Canada said, you know, the Toronto Blue Jays, Canada said, uh, nope, you're not, uh, we're not going to have games up, up here. You can't come, come back and forth across the border. Then they uh, cut an agreement with uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates to use their stadium, and then uh, the Pennsylvania governor said, uh-uh, sorry, we don't, uh, we're not going to do that. <laughs> so as of, as of at least yesterday, I think was the last time, they, they don't have a home. Home. like and they have they start you know they, they start on the road thankfully for a week and then uh, uh but they have they have no idea where they're going to play their their home games come use our spring training facilities uh, who knows i know i'm sure they're out but see they're they're florida right they're a florida spring training team right i think they were trying to no, know uh yes yes and and i think buffalo they were trying to do something in buffalo but uh you know the, the lighting wasn't uh wasn't good for for it wasn't up to par for major league baseball standards. So hmm. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens with them. And they, they might've already done it. I haven't checked up on it. In a, in you know, a, in it is, day, it so. is kind of funny because we've, uh, you know, I bag on, I beg on them uh, for having a fake studio audience. But of course we have with the Doug Hopkins show, uh, uh, a fake studio audience as well. <laughs> um, let's see. There we go. There you go. Uh, thank you. Thank I just you. had to yeah. push the right button there. All right, let's move on to. We have a special guest here yes, in the studio. Very yes. special. Introduce yes. him. Okay, so you you know there's an election coming up. Yes. I don't know if you've seen TV commercials or anything else like that. I, I think that's all we're going to see for the next. Uh, there's three, three TV commercials that play basically. It's uh, Mark Kelly, Martha McSally, and Doug Hopkins. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's the three that I know. That's no, all the, I see. Uh, John John Giles too, right? Who's that? John Giles. Giles from the, Mason, the, the Mason Mayor. Mason Mayor. What's yeah. he doing? Every, I don't. Every time I'm I'm on Facebook or something like that, he's or or do something on YouTube, I get his. Uh, oh, commercial. gotcha. Okay. Um, but no, we have a, a, a county assessor race. Yes. And I know that that's not necessarily the race that everybody reads up on, but this is a real estate show, yes. and, and we probably should know wh- who the person is who's assessing your home. Yes. You get that. You get that notice every yeah, year from the county assessor, and you may remember. Uh, last year, late last year, there was a scandal with the county assessor, not the guy who's sitting here right now, yeah. Paul Peterson. And he was uh, a lawyer on the side, and, and there was a situation with bringing women from the Marshall Islands, and they were having babies, and then they were the, adopting out the babies. Did you hear about that? No, I have no idea. You missed that. that. Come missed on, that. Doug. That I was huge. That was big time. Eddie, was what it? are we going to do with these guys? I, 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 yeah. What are we going to do with My this? Bad. So, My so bad. anyways, the county assessor was arrested and charged, and, and, and I believe, uh, I don't know the disposition, but I think he, did he, did he, 
uh, plead he, guilty. He pleaded guilty. He pled guilty. And so he was kicked out of the county assessor's office. Uh-huh. And this guy had to go in there. He, he was actually unanimously appointed by the 11, uh, 11 to 0 vote. Or was it? Wait, 11 well, other five, candidates. Yeah, there's five uh, county supervisors. Yes, and 11 and other 11, candidates. 11 candidates that applied. Yes. And he beat them all by a unanimous vote. This is Mr. Eddie Cook right here. Yes, all right, all right, Eddie. Thank here you. Go. Yeah, where's Thank that? you. That, that says something. Yeah. That, that's, that sure as heck says something because to get anybody in political, in, in politics, to all uh, uh, agree on something, uh, that is almost impossible nowadays. So yes. that's, uh, that's very impressive, Eddie. So you may see his signs out there. He's running as a Republican and the primary is coming up. And so we figured, hey, why not learn a little bit about what the county assessor does and, and should we vote for this guy or not? So... <laughs> So Eddie comes from the Gilbert City Council, correct? And and you were in uh, the cor- Are you still in the corporate world, or? Yeah, so I still work in the uh, private sector for a large uh, information technology company called NetApp. Okay, I've been with them for over twenty years, and I've had over thirty years being involved in you know high tech industry uh, professionally. Okay, absolutely. so you've been running businesses for a long time. For a very long time, absolutely. So, and then you got into the Gilbert Town Council. What made you want to become the county assessor? Well, it was something not on my long-term or short-term plan. Uh, I had a really wonderful gig with the Gilbert Town Council. In fact, I was the vice mayor when this opportunity actually came about. And when the previous assessor uh, resigned because of all of the uh, things that he was unfortunately doing in the office... This position became available, and you know, I talked over with my wife and some close friends, and I said maybe I should apply to the assessor's office to kind of expand my public servant life a little at a greater capacity. So we applied, and there were eleven candidates that applied, and by the you know, I always say the grace of God, I was chosen to be the most qualified out of the eleven candidates. So, so what does a county assessor do? That is actually. The number one question people ask me. And it's between you and the mine inspector. <laughs> and, That's what and, I'm trying to figure out. And, and I usually start off by saying, I don't know how to do anything with adoptions. Good. It's not part of my... You're not running any uh, illegal puppy no, mills no, no. or anything else like that out of there. I have no skill. There's not that. a secret marijuana dispensary in the basement or anything like that. I have no skill in that area. Good. So when folks realize that I don't have that skill, then I get their attention. Good. Because now they say, well, what does the assessor do? Because I get my taxes taken away and you must be the tax guy. Right. I said, I'm not the tax guy. The other guy who's the treasurer is the tax guy. He's the one that collects your taxes. So the assessor it's, has a very specific role, and that is to basically assess or appraise your property. And that's it. It basically, that office goes every year and identifies all of the taxable properties in Maricopa County, and there's about 1.8 million properties. And they fairly and accurately assess your evaluation of your property. Do they use Zillow, Eddie, or how does that work? No, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really an interesting question because the actual job of the assessor is to calculate the assessed value based upon the full cash value. That's actually in yeah, the Constitution. Yeah, what's the difference? Why is the di- the, because the cash value is 300000 but the assessed value is 120000 Right. So what happens is that the full cash value is what the office does. But back in 2012, there was a proposition that went out to the voters in Arizona that basically changed the way the county assessor assessed your property. So there's another term called the limited property value. Yes. So when you get your card from my office, you'll see a line that says full cash value, and there's some big number. And then there's another number, which is called a limited property value, which is a smaller number. That number is actually a statutory calculation that the assessor doesn't even do. It's some magic formula that's been worked on for years so that calculation is then done. But then there's a ratio where 10% of that limited property value is applied, and then that's really what your assessed value is based upon. So when you get your property tax uh, uh, bill. bill, is based upon that very, very low number, and whatever property rate 
um, that is applied by any city council member or board of supervisors or school districts is based, that rate is on that number. So that's how everyone gets their property tax is on that very, very low assessed value. So why is it important? Why is it important that we choose the right person to be the assessor? What difference does it make? It really is not a political office. Let me make that clear. It's really been an interesting discussion. Well, why would you have this be a partisan office? I mean, because you really are just executing as uh, in an administrative role the state statutes of what's been in place for property taxes. And in Arizona, the property taxes code is probably the most complicated in the country. There's over like 180 statutes that are in, wow. in Arizona code. So what happens is that our office just accurately and fairly assess your full cash value, and that's really what the office has done. And that's all it does. Now, so when I read that when you took over the county assessor's office, that uh, there was a lot of things in disarray. Yes. What could be in disarray if we're just talking formulas here? Well, what did you fix? Right. So that's the, that's really part of the reasons why I was selected because the previous leadership team left the office really in a structural and operational mess. Like so, diapers everywhere. And, <laughs> oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, that's the kind of mess I'm used to. <laughs> well, again, for me, from the business world, when you look at the structure of leadership and how departments interact and the dependencies of the different teams, when I saw that there were many strong personalities of individuals in you know management roles, and the continuity, that was what was a mess with the office and so forth. So I've now been transforming this office into a high-performance team following what I would call those best-in-class business practices, making it very efficient and very effective, and just really creating that one-team culture in the office. Because to me, customer service is the number one goal for my office to be at. Especially with government. Have you ever <laughs> tried to call a government office? Coming up next, more with Eddie Cook. He is running for the Maricopa County Assessor. It's the Duck Hopkins Show. Buy it, sell it, invest it, or flip it. He's the number one realtor in America, and he's right here to answer your real estate questions. This is the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. I'm Jeff Hawk, co-owner of Realty Executives. I've been a Phoenician for over 34 years, and in that time, it feels like the Valley's tripled in size. Realty Executives is one of the largest real estate companies in Phoenix. That's important because it means you'll get a consistent experience no matter where you are in the Valley, while still providing a local area expert familiar with your neighborhood. As the Valley grows, so does Realty Executives, where the experts are. Come see our newest office in North Scottsdale at the corner of Pinnacle Peak and Scottsdale Road. Equal Housing Opportunity Broker. What would you say to somebody who's willing to make you an as-is cash offer on your house? This is Doug Hopkins from Realty Executives and DougHopkins.com. You heard right. I don't care if it's a total fixer-upper or in perfect condition. I will make you an as-is cash offer on your house within 24 hours. When I say I'll buy your house as-is, that means you don't have to fix or repair anything or even get it ready to show to potential buyers. I buy houses all across the valley at any price, any condition, and any size. And here's the best part. When you sell your house to DougHopkins.com, there are no fees, no commissions, no banks, and absolutely no repairs. We make the offer and you pick the closing date. It's that easy. So how do you get your as-is cash offer within 24 hours? Go to DougHopkins.com and get the ball rolling today. No phone numbers to remember, just my easy-to-remember website, DougHopkins.com. Again, that's DougHopkins.com. DougHopkins.com for all your real estate needs. A certified luxury home marketing specialist is a prestigious national designation earned by top performing realtors who achieve the highest level of standards in real estate. They're experts. Realty Executives has more certified luxury home marketing specialists than any other company in the state. I'm Jeff Hawk, co-owner of Realty Executives. Regardless of the price of your home, our career professional agents have the education and experience to help guide you through one of the largest financial decisions you'll ever make. Realty Executives, where the experts are. Equal Housing Opportunity Broker. He's here to help you win the property war. It's the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. It's the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. Being brought to you by Realty Executives, where the experts are. Signature title. 
and Homebridge Financial. Making a dream of home ownership a reality. And of course, DougHopkins.com if you're looking to sell your house. You want to do it quick, you want to do it right, you want to get a great cash offer on it, uh, all you need to do is go to DougHopkins.com. Once again, that's DougHopkins.com or call 602-567-1505. 602-567-1505. In the uh, studio with us is Doug, Kevin, Dylan, and Eddie Cook. And Eddie is running, you may have seen the signs around town, for the uh, Maricopa County Assessor. He's the current Maricopa County Assessor. Uh, but he's he was chosen to replace Paul Peterson, uh, who was uh, kicked out of office, resigned, uh, you know, convicted, uh, you know, just uh, under a big scandal. And uh, he took that over. I think it was February in February. Yes. Back in February. So in the last break, we talked about what difference does it make and what does a county assessor do and why? Who, who cares who the county assessor is? Most of us don't even know. You described when you went into the office. Uh, that even though it really shouldn't be a partisan uh, position, correct? Um, you just went in as a businessman. And, exactly. And I guess if you were making peanut butter and you had the wrong personalities, I guess you could screw up a peanut butter factory. Like somebody <laughs> could do that. So I understand where you're working with, with formulas and factors. Yes. It shouldn't be too hard to clean up, but you, you needed to clean it up. So why do we need you as the Maricopa County Assessor from this point forward? Well, thank you. So there... The, the office, the business, runs on software. As we know, a lot of corporations use a lot of business software. And if that business software happens to not work really well, sometimes your business stops running. Let me guess on this one. Being a government entity, you're probably still on a Commodore 64. It's pretty close. <laughs> it, is, it, it is unbelievably close. Probably a 20-year-old program. So, it's uh, well, it's maybe older than that. So... The office runs on a package, a platform that was created and built in 1992. Wow. Wow. I wasn't that far off. <laughs> no kidding. And, and the original vendor that sold this and put this in place no longer supports this. This whole platform is unsupported and has been the primary business application software that my office is running today. And if for whatever reason there's any issue with this old archaic hardware and software, the assessor office will close. We oh would God. not be able to meet our constitutional obligations to do the assessment and all that data is going to be lost. In fact, you can't even recover from the backups to a new system because it's so outdated and unsupported. So, that's one of the major reasons why the Board of Supervisors selected me, because this is my profession. I know this very, very well. You've worked in data and cloud I, management in your, in your absolutely, professional life. That's part of my life, what I do professionally. And the previous leadership team actually have been on a journey for over five years to actually bring a new product into place to replace the old one. It's taken five years. Now, by, over the course of that five years, what they started with is is an ex expired version. It is. So it is way behind schedule. And How much have they spent so far on this? I think it's about $11 million. $11 million, oh, and wow. they still don't have and the... It's, and it's not there how yet. How in the heck? I mean, a business. Could you imagine a business doing that? I, so anyways, the previous leadership team had shared with the Board of Supervisors, um, like last year, that this was going to go live in February of 2021. They didn't believe that previous leadership team. In fact, I created a report recently and said, whatever you were told last year, just forget about it because it's not true. They're not even close to that. So part of my job was really to have two contingency plans. One to get us off this old 1992 platform to a current system that I won't lose sleep on. So that's now being worked on. And then two, this new platform called the Mars Project that's been in the works for five years, I'm evaluating to see if I want to continue with that technology because it's being homegrown by a company in Canada. And it's you would think you would buy a product you know, that's commercially available. This is like built from scratch. And it's... Hang not, on, really quick. Time out, time yeah. out, time out. Isn't there assessor's offices all over the country? There is. So why are we reinventing the wheel? Uh, good question. So the previous leadership team 
made some decision, which I don't know about, not to go down that path. So that's part of my job is to evaluate some of these large counties in the country, look at what they have. Instead of reinventing the wheel, maybe we take advantage of what they did. So I just want yeah. to be clear on this. So this this Mars project th- yes. that you got, how far into this project were they before you became the county assessor? Five years. So they said so that was a five-year project. And so now it's just about ready to be rolled out. It's so, not ready to roll out. So, <laughs> but, it, but when will it be ready to roll out? Um, if, if we were to continue, my guess might be 2022. Okay, but in that time, couldn't you just call uh, exactly another county and say, "What are exactly. you using?" Cool, we're using this program, yep. exactly. Uh, Assessorforce dot yep. com, and and be done with it. Yeah, and the hardest part about this decision is that there's already been, let's say, eleven million dollars of taxpayer dollars spent. Wow. I mean, do you unplug it and say it's a loss, or do you try to, you know, resurrect it and restore? Well, you're and get the businessman. What's the what's the cost? Analysis yeah, so on it. we're, getting, cl- we're getting close to that. I have a good team um, that's now in place. I had to actually change some folks on my leadership team. And I have a new team that's in place that we're now going through that evaluation. We've gone through several iterations of this. They have now a four-option plan that we're evaluating right now. And, uh, and, and probably here in about the next two or three weeks, we'll come to a, a final decision. Let me tell do. you something. Um, for $200,000, I'm really good with Google Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that, yeah. Just use Google Sheets. Well, you know there's 1.8 million properties. That's, that's a lot of line of Okay, sheets. we'll just pay for the professional version of it. Well, hey, so I, I Eddie got a question. Eddie Cook yeah. is in here with us right now. He's running for uh, Maricopa County Assessor. Eddie, we go way back. You know, our kids went to school together, and uh, I think your son uh, banged up my walls a few times with the skateboard. Um, but uh, I was going to ask you... Um, you know, I have people people that, that move here from other states and they're kind of blown away by how cheap our property tax is. You know, if you look at it compared to California, New York, uh, some of these other places, we're actually on the lower end, which is great. And we right. certainly don't want that to change. But um, how is it that we're able to sustain and still have all the uh, amenities that really some of these other states have and, and not have that high property? Well, again, back to this... Um Proposition 117 I talked about. You may remember back in the late 70s, California passed Proposition 13, which was in a way to stop this overinflated property tax that they were going through the roof in California. Proposition 117 was kind of like that flavor of that, except they added this idea of a 5% automatic increase annually to your assessed value because your values are so low they wanted a consistent growth of 5% increases to that evaluation. Then at that point, the um, agencies that have authority to do taxation, like, again, city council members, school boards, uh, county supervisors, they would make the property tax rate um, in a way to get your, your property taxes so that it would still remain low so that you can use that value based upon your growth in your community so that it will be in alignment for what you need to do, like infrastructure, you know, police, fire, you know, roads, uh, water and sewer, you know, all the things that we need that are very common. I I have a question for you, Eddie. Uh, Number one, uh, if you want to win the election, just tell everybody right now that you're going to be lowering their taxes. So I think that'll that'll win it for you right now. The problem about that is that my competition is saying that. Is it really? There is no lever. There's no dial. There's no switch that the assessor can do to lower your taxes. Yeah, it's 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 not there. Yeah, and and people don't realize that it. If you want lower taxes, you have to go to the uh, council of each of the cities and they're the ones that apply the rate to my valuation. Those are the ones that adjust your taxes. Can't you change one of those formulas and just minus it a little bit? No, because it's constitutional. <laughs> That's the thing. It's built just in. Decent. It's hard coded. Yeah. Just I can't, decent. I can't do that. Yeah. If, if someone has, cause there'll be, uh, I've seen this in, especially in like custom homes and that sort of thing. Um, when uh, someone will be paying say, uh, $5,000 a year and somebody else will be at $7,500 a year similar houses and uh they'll go in and um and uh, call up and and try to uh challenge 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 yes the appeal yes the appeal yeah how does how does the appeal system work like that yeah so the appeal works very well so after you get that little card from me 
you know, you have 60 days to appeal uh, to my office. You just fill out a form and say, you know what, I believe you made a mistake. And then that form comes to our office. We schedule a time with you to evaluate your appeal. I've shared with my team is that we're not here to nickel and dime any property owner. If they come with a great business case, you know what? It's good. We'll make the change. And that's kind of my customer service approach that I like to share with the public. So what is the strategy for that? <clears throat> if I get, I mean, do they look at it and say, do they start with that high number, the assessed value or, or whatever that is, the, whatever the highest number is. Yep. And they the say, hey, wait a second, full cash value. Wait a second. I got a guy who down the street who sold for 50 grand under that. Yep. Can, can you argue that? Well, so here's the crazy thing about it because your assessed value is no longer based upon the full cash value. It's based upon the limited property value which is a constant is the voters approved with proposition 117. So what am I arguing? Which it, number? You're you're arguing for the full cash value. Right. And the full cash value doesn't change the limited property value. So then the, how do you appeal? So people What do you appeal to? So people are appealing the full cash value and they're thinking that hey, I make this appeal that's going to lower my property tax rate. But it really, at the end of the day, it doesn't do anything. The only time the limited property value changes is if new construction happens on a property, like it's, it was vacant property and we built something on it, now the value increases. So the limited property value now is changed. Or if I split the property or there's a change of use of that property. That is the only time my office makes a change to the limit of property value. So I take you into my son room, son's room and I say, look, this is now a dump. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I want the lower number. And then that's a, it's a change and then there it is. Right. Eddie Cook, he's the Republican candidate for uh, Maricopa County Assessor. Got the primary coming up. More with him next. It's the Doug Hopkins Show. Over 15,000 real estate transactions and growing. This is the Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program with Doug Hopkins from Discovery Channel's Property Wars. So take me home. I'm Jeff Hawk, co-owner of Realty Executives. I've been a Phoenician for over 34 years, and in that time, it feels like the Valley's tripled in size. Realty Executives is one of the largest real estate companies in Phoenix. That's important because it means you'll get a consistent experience no matter where you are in the Valley, while still providing a local area expert familiar with your neighborhood. As the Valley grows, so does Realty Executives, where the experts are. Come see our newest office in North Scottsdale at the corner of Pinnacle Peak and Scottsdale Road. Equal Housing Opportunity Broker. What would you say to somebody who's willing to make you an as-is cash offer on your house? This is Doug Hopkins from Realty Executives and DougHopkins.com. You heard right. I don't care if it's a total fixer-upper or in perfect condition. I will make you an as-is cash offer on your house within 24 hours. When I say I'll buy your house as-is, that means you don't have to fix or repair anything or even get it ready to show to potential buyers. I buy houses all across the valley at any price, any condition, and any size. And here's the best part. When you sell your house to DougHopkins.com, there are no fees, no commissions, no banks, and absolutely no repairs. We make the offer and you pick the closing date it's that easy so how do you get your as is cash offer within 24 hours go to doughopkins.com and get the ball rolling today no phone numbers to remember just my easy to remember website doughopkins.com again that's doughopkins.com doughopkins.com for all your real estate needs a certified luxury home marketing specialist is a prestigious national designation earned by top performing realtors who achieve the highest level of standards in real estate. They're experts. Realty Executives has more certified luxury home marketing specialists than any other company in the state. I'm Jeff Hawk, co-owner of Realty Executives. Regardless of the price of your home, our career professional agents have the education and experience to help guide you through one of the largest financial decisions you'll ever make. Realty Executives, where the experts are. Equal Housing Opportunity Broker. I'm Doug Hopkins with Realty Executives and DougHopkins.com and I still want to buy your house. Lately, a lot of companies have stopped buying houses due to uncertainty in the market. In these stressful times, DougHopkins.com can give you peace of mind that your house is sold. We never charge fees or commissions and we buy your house in as-is condition with no repairs. At DougHopkins.com, you're dealing with me, a local guy who's been buying houses in the market for 25 years in good times and bad. We will get through this together. He's here to help you win the property war. It's the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. It's the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. So what do you think, Doug? You like Eddie? 
Eddie's awesome. Man. I, I, I learned a lot. You know, I, I'm building a house right now, and uh, I have no idea what the uh, taxes are going to be. You know, we just, I've just bought a lot and uh, building on it. How does something like that on a, on a new build, how do, how do you yeah, go about doing that? Uh, assessing you know, So what's going to happen is that that empty lot that you had was assessed as an empty lot. Yeah. When your house gets built, the change of use has happened. Then my team comes in to calculate the full cash value. Then the limited property value is calculated statutorily. And then, then now you'll have a new number that will be your new assessed value, which is based upon your valuation that was increased from an empty uh, a vacant lot to now with a building on it. So, I, and, uh, and it used to be this way on, on new builds. I used to sell a lot of new builds and obviously, uh, you know, Arizona has a lot of new builders that are doing it. And we used to estimate it was going to be somewhere around 1% of the purchase price of the home. Mm -hmm. um, is that fair to say right now? I think it's going up a little bit from 1%, but uh, is that fair? I would say that's probably very fair. Yeah. Okay. That's so, the annual property taxes. Well, I or think what, what number are you talking about? Yeah, so so if you bought a house for say three three hundred thousand dollars, it was going to be about one percent of that, so three three grand a year. But I think it's going up a little bit since that's been like one and a half percent from what I've seen over in the the new homes I've sold. Is that? But again, it really depends on those government elected officials that have the ability to apply the property tax rate to my evaluation. Yeah, my evaluation is going to increase 5% annually because of the Proposition 117. It goes back to those individuals that have that authority. So they can lower it and they can or they can lower it or they can raise it. So it depends on where it is. If, it if, depends Mason, on where it's going to be different yep. than it's going to be in Glendale and Glendale is going to be different yep. than Phoenix and Phoenix will be different than it's good. So, yeah. and, and it, because what happens is that there's different needs in those communities, right? And sometimes you may even go out to bonds like street bonds or construction bonds. All of that is done by those local uh, municipalities. But that has councils. nothing to do with the assessor. But it has nothing to do with me <laughs> so, at all. So let's go back to this because if you got to raise it up 5% per year and you've already blown $11 million dollars not you but but the previous people on 11 million dollars on a on an archaic uh, computer system in order to, to do the evaluation you technically don't even have to do the evaluation i have a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar calculator to sell you because if you're only going to take a hundred thousand dollars if it was a hundred thousand dollars this year it's a hundred and five thousand next year isn't that kind of what it is? It, it's really pretty simple as it relates to existing properties that have already been built and starting in 2015, that limited property value is pretty much set. So I just saved you $10.9 million, <laughs> and I just sold the most expensive calculator in the history of calculators. So anyways, what happens as it relates to new construction, as your new property that you're talking about, yep. we do what's called a mass appraisal based upon the region. And there's a tremendous amount of statistical information based upon like Zillow for years so when we come back to do actually do that calculation for your property, it's going to be based upon a statistical analysis. There's a lot of complex math to do that fairly and accurately for you. So that's where that 1992 right. software package got to work. Makes sense. Yes. No, it makes sense. Okay, so Eddie, you've made a great case for being the Maricopa County Assessor. Here's my question. Why is, and, and you've uh, you've convinced me that you're not, it, this doesn't seem to be a partisan it's, race right that you're personally running in or anything like that. Why is there a battle between Republicans and Democrats to get that office? What difference does it make? I, I really don't understand. And why is a Democrat running to try to primary you as a Republican? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that. you literally have somebody who ran for Senate as a Democrat who is running as your Republican primary opponent. It's, it's basically the other party coming in and trying to just knock you out at the knees so that either way it'll be Democrat versus Democrat. Why do the Democrats or Republicans give a hoot for, for all intents and purposes? I, I, that's a great question. The only thing I can share with you is that um, my Republican opponent, who is a former Democrat. the real Well, you don't have a Republican opponent. You have a Democrat re opponent that's running as a Republican. All I can say is that we both <laughs> applied for the position. He had his opportunity to you know, express himself uh, as he was the right choice for the assessor's office. The board of supervisors vetted us out you know, completely on our experience and our background. And I was deemed to be the most qualified, and he was not qualified. And Unanimously, and, by the way. Unanimously, yeah. yeah. And 
the thing that really is interesting for me in the private sector, when corporations have a board of directors, when they identify the new, next CEO of a company, and you have all these candidates, when they pick that CEO, the other folks that didn't get the job, they move on. They go find their next job. This gentleman feels that he should have been the one, and he is fighting for so the So why office. is he running as a Republican? You have to ask him that question. Uh, I, so you can I, just change any time, right? Well, that's the yeah. weird thing. And, and, and listen, I, I know we're talking to a candidate, yeah. but that's the one thing that I've never understood about politics. Well, I guess as I get older, I'm starting to see it. When I was a kid, I always asked the question, why would somebody spend $10 million, $20 million, $100 million running for a job that pays $175,000 a year? Yeah. Never made sense. And now I'm yeah. starting to see, oh, it's about that power. And it's not for the individual, but for the party and, and doing all that. So now I'm looking at a, at a job that none of us really know anything about, exactly. which is county assessor, which is just really a, a pencil and paper type of job. It and is. it's an accounting job. And, it and it's about computer programming. And I'm seeing a, a, I'm seeing a partisan fight to get that office. And it makes no sense because whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, it should be absolutely no different in, in how that office is run. And I don't understand why somebody would, would, would change their party affiliation to try to primary the current assessor when he just ran for state Senate as a Democrat, the other guy. And now he's running as a Republican. Like to me, that's shady. Well, the only thing I can share with you that I could see while being in the County role now is that my opponent is tied to or connected to Treasurer Flora in the county. And I will say that as I talk about a one-team culture within the county, the treasurer's office and the board of supervisors don't get along very well. And I do know that the, the current treasurer had an alignment with the previous assessor. Now, the previous assessor is gone. Well, what kind yeah. of alignment would be beneficial? Like who, what kind of alignment can there be? That, that sounds corrupt to me. Yeah. Again, I, all I can say is that. Well, what do you mean when you say alignment? Uh, the alignment would be, in my opinion, is that the treasurer's office and the board of supervisors, they seem to have what I would call in-house fighting. And it's not about a one-team culture where we work collaboratively together because we're all Republicans, but their in-house fighting is happening. I believe the treasurer is looking for a new partner, like the, like the previous assessor was a friend of him, and they work together. I'm not working with the treasurer. What are you not doing that they want you to do? Flights uh, to Malaysia. They, they want me to fight with the board of supervisors as it relates to what they're doing with property tax rates, and they would like me to go and argue that the board of supervisors, you're doing your job wrong. And I'm not there to do that. That's not the job of the assessor. The job of the assessor is to do the evaluations constitutionally, and that's it. I hand over the data to the Board of Supervisors, and they do their thing. I am not there to tell them what to do their job. My opponent wants to do that, and he wants to do it with the treasurer's office. So I'm not supporting the current treasurer as, as it relates to his reelection. I'm picking the other guy, John Allen, okay. um, for that. All right. It'll be interesting to see how this all turns out. Absolutely. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you. It'll be, uh, we'll be watching here. When is the uh, primary? I know I just got my mail in balance. Yeah, we have less than two weeks. Oh, darn. We got to fill those things out. Yeah. I used to like, I mean, I've always gone down to the polling places yep. to do that. Are you concerned about turnout? Well, with the COVID-19, the, uh, the, you know, the election polling places have completely changed. And I think the public is not aware where your polling location's at. In fact, right now, you can actually go vote today because they believe that there just needs to be a lot of opportunity for folks that need to feel safe to go vote in person. So there, are, you have to go to the Maricopa County Recorder website to see these polling locations. And right now, there are, some of them are open. I don't know all the locations, but you can vote today and not wait till August 4th. So... It's confusing. I know it is, but um, we just have to be educated on you can vote today in person if you want to go to the county recorder's website to look for those locations. Boy, I'm old enough to remember when you had to stand in line and actually cast a paper ballot. 
I'm going to have to tell my kids those stories someday, one do. of these days. <laughs> Remember when people did that? It was all on the same day, and then yeah. you waited an hour or two or whatever. And the crazy thing is-, is I back, still do that. Back then, <laughs> yeah, back exactly. then they had the results that night. Now, with all the technology, they're like, oh, it's going to be a couple of weeks before we figure it out. Right. Maybe you could take that over, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm qualified. That one's from the 1970 program. <laughs> they probably yeah. have the same system. All right. That is uh, Eddie Cook. You can uh, get more information on him. What's your address? It's- VoteEddieCook.com is where my website is. All right. Thanks for coming in. Thank we you appreciate much, you gentlemen. joining us. Thanks, Thanks Eddie. Eddie. All right. More of the Doug Hopkins shows coming up next. Over 15,000 real estate transactions and growing. This is the Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program with Doug Hopkins from Discovery Channel's Property Wars. So take me I'm Doug Hopkins, and I want to help you find your dream home. That's right. For years, you've seen and heard me talking about fix and flips. But did you know that the Doug Hopkins team of experts at Realty Executives can help you find your dream home and save you big money in the process? With decades of experience, market knowledge, and top-notch negotiation expertise, the Doug Hopkins team will do all we can to find you that perfect home and make sure you come out on top in the deal. With the best team of appraisers, the most trusted team of lenders, and our collective fingers on the pulse of Arizona's real estate market, there is no easier or faster way to find your dream home. Don't waste countless hours, weekends, and gas driving around the valley only to find the home of your dreams was sold three months ago and that the listing hasn't been updated. The Doug Hopkins team's mission is to save you time and money. Are you ready to have the Doug Hopkins team help you find that perfect home? Call 480-498-8000 and get started today. That's 480-498-8000. 480-498-8000. Get the Doug Hopkins team at Realty Executives working for you. Realty Executives is one of the most trusted real estate brands in America. We have more certified luxury home marketing specialist than any other company in the state. A top performing designation earned by less than 1% of all realtors. I'm Jeff Hawk, co-owner of Realty Executives. No matter where you live in the Valley, we have offices and local area experts familiar with your neighborhood. The Valley is constantly growing, and so are we. Come see our newest offices in North Scottsdale at the corner of Pinnacle Peak and Scottsdale Road, and in Gilbert at the northwest corner of Val Vista and Williamsfield. Realty Executives, where the experts are. Equal Housing Opportunity Broker. I'm Doug Hopkins with Realty Executives and DougHopkins.com, and I still want to buy your house. Lately, a lot of companies have stopped buying houses due to uncertainty in the market. In these stressful times, DougHopkins.com can give you peace of mind that your house is sold. We never charge fees or commissions, and we buy your house in as-is condition with no repairs. At DougHopkins.com, you're dealing with me, a local guy who's been buying houses in the market for 25 years, in good times and bad. We will get through this together. Make your home the best flipping home on the block. Find the right contractors and don't waste your money on the wrong repairs, upgrades, and improvements. Once again, here's Doug Hopkins on the Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. It's Doug Hopkins, Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. It's being brought to you by Realty Executives, where the experts are, also by Signature Title, the expert's choice for title services, and by DougHopkins.com. And Dylan Martin, 480-498-8000. And Kevin Kaziski, 480-560-5555. Thanks, Dylan. Always looking out for each other. Yeah. I know. Good job. All right, together. who wants to go first? Kevin. All right, Kevin Kaziski, Homebridge Financial. Give us the update on all the uh, the rates and, and the mortgages and the refis and the real estate market. What you got? Rates are low. Call me. I don't know what else more to say. I can, mean, I, can I give a story about yeah. real quick? So I have, I have work with Kevin through all sorts of different scenarios. I'm going to talk about two of them. One is a jumbo loan. For anyone that has been trying to get a jumbo loan for the last little bit, they've been incredibly difficult to work with and get. I've closed some uh, of our listings that are jumbo loans, and the lenders are having the hardest time ever. So you think over $450,000, dollars $510,000. $510,000. Gotcha. I've gotten my clients over to Kevin. He already gets their stuff over to the underwriting team, and they say, yep, they're good to go. So if you are having a hard time getting a jumbo loan, call Kevin, 480-560-5555. He just got my client approved for an $800,000 purchase. Yeah, you know, right now in the jumbo market, especially if you're self-employed, uh, there's a lot more hoops you have to jump through. And the, and the problem is a lot of these banks, it's it might be two to three weeks before they even get back to you to let you know if you're approved or not. 
we can, uh, in most cases, know within 24 to 48 hours and get you that pre-approval. So now I'm making an offer tomorrow, right? Yeah, I think so. So, so yeah, it's um, it's one of those things where I can have access to underwriters that are going to give me the actual income. And if you, if you've been rejected or or just you know when you're self-employed, a lot of uh, the people you know they're good at what they do, but they're not accountants, right? They have an accountant do their their taxes. They don't really know exactly what we look at when we try to assess how much money they make uh, every year. So it's very important that, uh, you know, send me over your taxes and then I, I can tell you, I'll give you a number of what you can qualify for based on the information you give me and then I'll give you a pre-approval and you can go get a house. Side note, Kevin, you said assess and we've said assessor and assessing <laughs> way too much. Let's I know, too much, too much of that. Well, uh, all right, uh, for, for, you know, well, whose segment? Oh, this was Kevin's yeah. part. Uh, 480-560-5555. Yep. 480-560-5555. There you go. Your phone's ringing right now. Already, yep. And uh, it's very important to have a quali- pre-qualification before you go out to buy a house. Yeah, you know, in Arizona, you have to have that piece of paper saying you've been pre-approved by a lender. Um, and plus you want to, I guess you don't have to, do you? No, that's part of the real estate contract. Yeah. And at least for our listings, we require, we don't, there's no looky lose, especially with COVID. We want to make sure that these are serious qualified individuals that are coming into this space. Good. All right. And you can get somebody pre-qualified. You, you go through their, they could call you today. You get the information and, uh, you know, by this evening or tomorrow, uh, you can probably get them pre-qualified. Yeah, in most cases, you know, if there's very, if it's real complex, sometimes it takes a little longer. But most cases, if you're if you're W two and and have your pay stubs, we, we'll know usually that day. Yeah, so very simple process. Really cool. L- last thing with Kevin, uh, to you know, fill Kevin's bucket here is people are all wondering why don't I just use, uh, you know, Rocket Mortgage or some other online thing. The the true answer to that is because Kevin's gonna get you're done when nobody else will. Right. They're really good with what's in their box. Right. If you're W2 and you have a low debt to income ratio and your credit's perfect, man, they do an okay job for you. But if you have anything that's a little weird or need, you need help with, Kevin's your guy. I and mean, I've learned down. that, uh, that uh, for some reason, I'm nothing about me as normal. Like, even <laughs> I'll second that. Yeah. yeah. I, could go, I could go to McDonald's and buy a, a Big Mac, and it, it's like I'm the first person who's ever bought a Big Mac. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no. I, I hear you, Dan. Because there's, there's so many other things that are that are involved when you're getting a loan, especially now with COVID. If you've been laid off for a few months or the your business had to close, um, some of these banks are really taking a hard stance and not really giving you the income that, that yeah. you're making when you come back. So we can really work with people on that. So, All right. Yeah. Uh, 540 560 Here's Dylan Martin. Kevin's head bobs, bobs during this song more than mine now. I think he uh, needs a little change up on his intro music. I need better intro music. All right, so uh, what's going on in real estate, Doug and, and Dylan? Dylan is part of the Doug Hopkins team. They work as a uh, as a pair here. Yeah. Uh, they actually look like the number 10 if they're walking down the road. <laughs> okay side by side well, that, that being said next week i make one hundo next week i'm bringing in a, a scale i mean you're gonna get on the scale and see who weighs more now wow next you, week on oh. there i'm bringing i'm bringing it in it's gonna happen Where's that? live oh, on the radio i'm, I'm bringing well, you're gonna you're talking about but I'm, I'm sure that you meant that i'm the o like around the round <laughs> i'm the round guy Dylan's the stick. So, <laughs> so, well, but, so are you saying you're going to weigh less than Darren? I'm down 19 pounds in wow. 17 days, man. I yeah, you look going, great. I've been going crazy on that uh, keto, right? Keto and running and going nuts, man. I finally found a diet that works and it works fast. And I'm telling you, I'm going to be less than it's you. It's called the survivor week. diet. This dude is Pretty eating, much. He's eating grubs and javelina droppings. <laughs> I, I said, I said. <laughs> I send pictures of my, my food to Darren. He's like, oh, good. What rabbit are you going to feed today? <laughs> yeah. I'd but rather be fat than eat that. Yeah. Well, no, I think on the keto, right? You're allowed to eat fat. That's the crazy you, part, Not right? this one. This I'm doing like a strict, uh, strict clean keto, man, uh, where, okay. where I'm, okay. it's low fat. Uh, and, You're not eating bacon? And, uh, I'm not eating bacon, no. Wow. No, just basically. Well, low fat, I, low I will, flavor, listen, low I'll back volume. Up, yeah, the, uh, the flavor is horrific. Yeah. I'll back up your dedication, Dad, because I saw all those cookies out there in the room for someone had a birthday, and he actually chewed it for a couple times and spit it out because he wanted to <laughs> Something it good. was the best thing I put in you my mouth not. in the last two and a half weeks. I'll tell you what, I, I was it was all I could do to not swallow it. I just wanted to, I just wanted to taste something other That's than a great idea. <laughs> 
just chew it. And I just chewed it, it and spit it out, man. I'm good. I, you know, I just that's like, a phenomenal idea. I've never got, got like ten percent of the calories when you do that. Yeah. So that was great. Oh my gosh, and you get all the flavor in ten percent of the calories. I mean, because like, don't you ever like over chew a candy bar because you just don't want to waste it by swallowing it? Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's what you could do is just chew it, chew it, chew it, chew it, and I love that. Okay, Dylan, let's get back to real estate. Okay, so to recap last week, right? We listed. Uh, three homes or four homes, sorry. And I want um, Kevin and Darren to guess the total amount of offers we received over the weekend. Again, four properties, total amount of offers. I'm going to say 10 per part four. I'm going to say 52. 52. I was going to say 20 a pop, but I'll go down. I'll say 60. Wow. That, that's really high that you guys are guessing that much. We got 41 offers. 41 offers. That's 41 that is offers. amazing. We're going and high because we, t- yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking, I'm hearing, oh, we got 20, yeah. Don't you hate offers. that? When you, you think, oh, man, guess how much I, I paid for this. About it it's such office. a good price. You got it at like 10 bucks. You're yeah. like, guess how much I paid for this. Oh, six yeah. bucks. You're like, what the heck, man? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just completely Seriously, stole though, my that's thunder. That's yeah. Over two-day period, you got 41 offers. Yeah, so we houses. sold these But homes. the showings were probably 60 to 80. Oh, the showings were ridiculous. I got calls. phone calls were ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. The whole weekend. I'm like, Dylan, put these pending as soon as possible. I'm so sick of getting these phone calls. But, yeah. you know, that's what happens, especially on, on how good houses, nice, nice newer good houses under $300,000. My gosh, they go fast. So real quick, with those homes, we sold them all for over $20,000 asking. Okay. And the really unique part that we specialize in is creating these bidding wars. So in, in, a, in today's market, people go, oh man, I don't need a, I don't need a realtor really. The, it, the house will just sell itself. You know, I'll, I'll go to a flat listing fee. I'll, I'll sell it for sale by owner. I don't need the Doug Hopkins team. I don't need anybody else, right? This is where you're wrong is because we don't just take the first offer that comes in. We don't just sign the first one and wait to get our commission check. No, 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 no. Over a whole weekend, we're waiting and negotiating and getting the highest possible price that we can for your home. And choosing the right offer. Yeah. These offers that we accepted, Darren, were not only above asking, they also uh, agreed to pay over the appraisal price in most cases. So, so they paid for sure, give us a call. That. Yeah, that's a big deal is, is, is getting the right offer and accepting the right offer that doesn't fall out. That's true. You know, we, we always try to do it when we're going over, over value like that to make sure that we got the appraisal taken care of and we, we, we get the appraisal contingency left. Dylan's out. number. Go to Facebook... Um, uh, our Doug Hopkins Real Estate on Facebook. We have four new listings just this week. All right, everybody. Hey, listen, have a great rest of your weekend. Eddie, thanks for being with us. I appreciate it. And uh, happy investing, everybody. Take care. Have a good weekend. This is the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program.